This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 276 with Katie Kremitzos. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as discount codes for our sponsors can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 276. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Katie Kremitzos is a mom, a wife, an adventurer, a podcaster, a business strategist, a seeker, and a change maker. She's committed to brightening the light of women around the world through her Biz Women Rock community, which supports women entrepreneurs, and now through her Meditation for Women network, guided meditations that are specifically created with the journey of a woman in mind. These meditations are tools to help women reconnect with the divine wisdom already inside each one of us so that we may live our own extraordinary lives. I will tell you that this is one of those episodes that came from some stocking. So it wasn't super intense stocking. Katie made it easy on me. I saw Katie at an event last spring and I kept seeing her. It was a huge event, social media marketing world in San Diego. So like 5,000 people are there and I kept seeing her kind of just buzzing around. And she was one of those people who was very magnetic with her energy. So I kept seeing her and every time I saw her, there was like a crowd of people around her. And I was like, who is this woman? I need to meet her. And then at some point, I somehow was connected to the fact that she was also a mom podcaster. And hence began some online stalking to figure out a little bit more about her. And then I saw her again this summer at Podcast Movement, a conference for podcasters. 
and it was the last day of the conference. And I was like, this is it. And so I had just finished a workout in the hotel gym and I was heading back to my room and I went through a little part of the conference area and I saw her and I was like, it's now or never. So I'm going to go say hi to her and introduce myself. So I'm sweaty and gross and she is super cutesied up with like hair and makeup done looking as adorable as could be little pregnant baby bump on her. Like she was like photo ready and I was disgusting. And I went over and introduced myself to her and I was like, I'm really gross right now, but I have to meet you. And we just totally hit it off and had a mutual adoration for each other just from the moment that we connected. So I right away said, I want to have you on my podcast. And she said, yes. And so she had to leave pretty shortly after that. And I think I just went back to my room and like sent her a Facebook message. I was like, I'm not even waiting until I get home. I'm just going to Facebook message her right now and get the ball rolling on this and just like kind of ride the energy of this first little introduction to Katie. And that has turned into us now having a handful of conversations with each other and just really being able to connect in fun, exciting ways. So I know you're going to hear and feel that energy as you hear us talking today. So get ready because this is a fun, engaging conversation. And it's a little electric with the energy. So I think you're going to enjoy it. So listen in to hear Katie share how motherhood exploded her universe in unpredictable, expansive and dynamic ways, how she created her mompreneur mission statement and what she included in it, how she is reframed and renamed mom guilt so it no longer exists in her world, why it is a myth that you have to make less money in motherhood, when and why you should push pause, get quiet and take a time out and how transparency and sharing help us turn our struggles into strengths. So Katie is a gem. I'm so excited to be connected to her. I mean, I'm just saying that we're BFFs from here on out. Like, I don't know if she agrees, but whatever. Like, sometimes these things are one-sided. I think she would agree. We've really had a lot of fun talking, and I will be on her show soon as well. So if you want to hear that conversation, I'll definitely let you know when it goes live so you can get two conversations with Katie and I. So with all that said, I am so honored and delighted to introduce you to my new friend, Katie Kremitzos. Katie Kremitzos, I'm so excited to welcome you to the Shameless Mom Academy. Oh my gosh, Sarah, I am so excited to be here. This is so fun. So I have to give our listeners a little sneak peek behind the scenes. So Katie and I met a couple months ago at an event. And prior to that, I'd been like stalking her a little bit. I'd seen her (laughs) at an event like last spring. I saw you at Social Media Marketing World and I was like, I need to connect with her because the way you worked this scene with, I don't know, 5,000 people or something. I was like, I knew you were in the women's podcasting space and I knew you were a mom. And I was like, her energy is like totally magnetic. I need to meet her. But then at the podcasting conference that we were at just a couple months ago, I didn't see you till the end. And it was the last day I had just gotten done with a workout. I was like sweating and (laughs) dripping and gross. And you were all like cute. (laughs) I went up to you and I was like, I just have to say hi and introduce myself. And I kind of was like, I almost didn't do that. Cause I was like, I'm just gross right now. And I probably should be embarrassed, but I had to be like, have a little shameless moment and just come up and say hi. And now like you interviewed me for your show earlier this week. And I feel like we've just known each other forever. Oh my God. And I have to say, so in, you know, the energies of the shameless mom, I'm so happy that you did that because I had been stalking you for months at a time for probably at least the past year going like, I like what this chick is doing. I'm liking this podcast, you know? And so we didn't have a chance to meet at social media marketing world and at the podcast event, 
I fell in love with you even more because you were sweaty and I'm an athlete too. So I'm just like, oh my God, I love her. Like for me, being in makeup and dressed up is not the norm for me. So I was like, oh, cool. She's my peeps, right? <laughs> She's, well, I literally like have like a sweaty towel on my shoulder, I think. <laughs> and, and I, I think just... I still went in for the full on sweaty hug, girl. <laughs> right. I... <laughs> Just living my best life with my sweaty hotel towel over yeah. my shoulder. Yes. <laughs> These so are the shameless mom moments. I know, I know. <laughs> and I, but I have to say, like, I love telling stories like that because I think it encourages us all to like take down our walls a little bit, like let your barriers yeah. down, open yourself up a little bit because this is how the great connections are made. And I so could yeah. easily have said, like, I'm not going to go up to when I'm sweaty and gross. I'm just going to wait till the next time I see her at an event, which would have been minimum like six to 12 months. Yeah. And like, what would have been gained from that? Absolutely oh nothing. <laughs> no, it's more about what would have been lost. Like all these right, great right. conversations we've had already. I know, I know, yeah. I know. So yeah. I'm, I'm so glad. No, it, you know, in the space of that, like there are so many of my community members who have told me the reason that they connect with me or resonate with me or join my community or whatever is because like I show up real and I say that with no ego, but I say that in very real, like, dude, yeah. I show up after a sweaty workout on a Facebook live. I will show up with no makeup on. I will show up in public or in social media, like as is. And that was a big thing that I had to overcome because, you know, if you're professional and you're, you know, businesswoman, like you need to be makeup and look a certain way. And I was like, nah, uh, you know, like, honestly, if I have to go put makeup on and take a shower, I'm not going to do this thing. It's really <laughs> right, need to do right. things. Like, let me just do it now. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely agree. Okay. So I want to tell people about your personal and professional life a little bit beyond your bio and what you're most excited about right now. Yeah. So beyond my bio, I am a seeker. Like I am somebody who is constantly seeking to see how I can know myself better, how I can know the world better, how I can have deeper connection with people and how I can show up in my purpose a little bit better. And that's constantly evolving. So what that means is right now, what I'm most excited about in this snapshot of my life is I have a new little baby girl coming along that she will be here in early December. And that will be the second daughter that I have. So I'm really excited about that, about becoming a mom of two girls. And the mom thing, it has beyond any expectation that I have ever had has been the thing that has significantly shifted who I am in this world. And so I'm really excited about and a little terrified about that. <laughs> and I'm also somebody who really loves business. I became an entrepreneur almost 10 years ago, and I really just took on that whole identity. I really fell in love with this idea that we can use the vehicle of a business to create impact in this world and get paid to do that in a way that feels really great. So throughout all of this decade of my entrepreneurial life, it has gone through many, many evolutions. Where I am now is as somebody who really knows that the business that I provide, the resources that I provide are all geared towards enhancing women's lives in some way that is I don't know why I just that has always been something that has been super important to me and so the way that that looks now is you know really focusing on my meditation network the meditation for women podcast which I'm really excited about because that's a very unique tool that women can really use and then supporting the biz women rock community so you know women who are building and growing incredible companies and doing that very purpose-driven in the same way I am. So, you know, that's me in a snapshot. I love to adventure. I'm just getting back from probably five months worth of traveling in and out of a bunch of places. <laughs> so, so, yeah, like I am somebody who's hungry about living the best life that I possibly can. 
Oh, I love all that. I want to go back to what you said about motherhood and the way you spoke about how it sounds like it exploded you open in all different directions. Literally and figuratively. That sounds right? kind of graphic, but, <laughs> um, but I think that resonated with me, like the way that you said it and the passion behind it, because I didn't see that coming with motherhood. Like I was like, I kind of thought I could put it in a little pocket. Like I'm going to do this mom thing over here on the side, like while I like am focused on building at that time, my gym business. And I was like, I'll just like do that over there. And like motherhood will be over here. And I did not expect motherhood to like rock every corner and nook and cranny of my life the way that it did. And that's been so, so amazing and exciting and impactful. And it sounds like it was similar for you. Oh my gosh. So I am always somebody who has chosen like the not so easy path in life, like very (laughs) deliberately. Like I'm not a stranger to big challenges in my life. I like choosing things that really stretch me. So entrepreneurship and getting into business was, you know, in my thirties, it was like, oh my God, like that forced me to really dig deep and get to know who I am and deal with some demons and all that sort of stuff. So I was like, I'm good. You know, like I'm really connected to myself. I'm a very evolved person. And then I became a mother and I'm like, oh, there's a whole new level of this that I did not see. And the best way that I can use to describe it is that I can recall at this moment, you know, with a almost three year old daughter, hundreds of thousands of moments when I did not think that I could take on more, understand more, do more, be more, expand. And it's forced me to expand. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. And while it might have been in some of those moments very painful, ultimately, it's been the best blessing because I look at the woman that I am now and I'm like, oh my God, like... I don't know if you feel this way about moms, but I was just having this conversation with my little sister who's a brand new mom. She has a four month old. And I basically said, I was like, when you become a mom and you finally get to see how much you can handle and how much you are actually capable of and knowing that there's literally no limit to what you can now do and who you now are you realize like my level of respect for women and my level of love and passion for the woman's journey deepened so much. I'm like, oh my God, we are amazing. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So I think that it's forced me to expand in ways that I didn't expect and do things I never thought I would do and manage things I never thought I would manage. And it's all worth it. And then some. Right. Right. And I think, you know, it's funny. I was nervous about motherhood because I loved my business so much. Like I really loved being entrepreneurial. I loved working from like 7am to 8pm every night. And I was nervous that like this baby would compromise that. And so it's interesting that that baby really completely took that all away from me. <laughs> and yet I'm like, it's totally worth it. Like basically like the thing I was most afraid of, of having happen happened. And it was completely worth it. Like I'm so glad mm. it happened. But if you had told me in advance, like this is going to completely, you know, kind of destroy a lot of the things that you built. Destroy is a negative word, but it's going to really like shake up everything you've built in ways that you can't predict and that are going to overwhelm you. Like I wouldn't have signed up for that. But as I was going <laughs> through it, I mean, it was super, super hard, but also, I mean, I love you that you use the word expansive because I think of like expansive and dynamic and all these things that like would make it sound way scarier to sign up for if you knew in advance. But when you're in it, you're like, oh my God, it's totally worth it. Like I would do this a million times over, even though there's, you know, at least 75 times a day that I think I'm doing a horrible job and I might want to quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. And I believe that motherhood has been my biggest tool for teaching me how to do everything else better. Yeah. Like I have become a significantly better businesswoman since I've become a mom because I've been forced to, because there's right. only so many hours in the day right. and I refuse. And believe me, girl, I have had those times of entrepreneurship and it was definitely prior to baby that I was working 12 to 16 hours a day and I loved it and it was great and it was awesome. And I could have still done that after I became a mom, but my priority shifted, right? right? And so I just got really clear about like, what are my priorities? And if 
quality time with my daughter and now upcoming daughters are a priority of mine. How do I do what I love to do, but how do I do it better? How am I more effective with my time? You know, like you and I talked a little bit about this last time we spoke, but like I got in the best shape of my flipping life after my first daughter was born just because I had decided I was going to do it. And I was like, you know what that norm is about the mom body? Like, I don't want to do that. I want to get in the best shape of my life because that's important to me. And because I made that decision and that became a value of mine, I, I got busy on how to make it happen. And doing that, by the way, doesn't take a whole heck of a lot of time. It just takes a commitment. So to recommit to the things that are important and drop the things that are and stop spending time on things that are not important. Right, right. Definitely. Yeah. It's amazing what a different sense of time management you get when, ah. when forced to. And it's also amazing like that you can get you know, 13 things done in five minutes that would have otherwise taken you two hours. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And look, it doesn't always happen because believe me, there are times when I'm exhausted and tired and like brain isn't working that way. Okay. But like, it's more of a knowing of self of to know when you're ready to go for that part of your life, when you're ready to go for that part of life and like then the management of it all, you know? Right. Right. I know you operate under your mompreneur mission statement. Can you tell us about that and why you came up with it and how it impacts your life? Yes. So when I became a mom, I was much like you. I had already been an entrepreneur for a long time. So that was my baby, right? Like I was very, I was so in love with that. And I was too. I was very scared of what that might mean for my business. And at that point, it was our local entrepreneurs organization, sort of much like your local gym, right? And Biz Women Rock was about two years old, and I hadn't quite figured it out yet. Like I was still kind of stumbling on what do I do with this podcast and this community? And let me trial a bunch of things out. So I had my daughter, and I immediately came back. It wasn't like I stopped working. I just kind of would work when I could. But I had a pretty traumatic, well, relatively speaking, believe me, everyone has their own stuff. But like my daughter wouldn't latch and for breastfeeding. And that was really emotionally painful for me and trying like those first five weeks of her life where I literally didn't do anything except for go to appointments and go to that baby cafe class to try and do latching and all this sort of stuff and just worry about it. So I basically did nothing outside of being a mom for those first five or six weeks. And then I slowly started getting back into some work, but it wasn't until she was about nine months old that I was like, what am I doing? I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. At that point, she was going to daycare twice a week. And so I had this time to do other things and to work, but I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here and I'm not being productive. So I took myself away on a Katie retreat is how I always like to refer to it. I basically spent two days away by myself at a little Airbnb and I sat down and I just opened up my computer and I was like, okay, what am I doing in my life right now? What is important to me? And that's kind of where the mompreneur mission statement came from. Like I just started writing about like, now that I'm a mom, what are my values? What is important for me to have? Okay, it's important for me to spend quality time with my daughter. She's nine months old and I've been trying to figure out this business and baby thing. And so I still know that it's still very important for me to grow a business and to have an impact through business. It is very important for me to have a thriving relationship with my husband. It is very important to me to stay healthy and fit and to feel energetic. Like all of those things were like, it's you know, it's important for me to see my family on a regular basis. Like I just sort of like dumped out who I now wanted to be as somebody who is a mom and whose major identities were as now as mom and as entrepreneur. And so what that translated into was a very practical schedule for me because I said, okay, if all of these things are important to me, what might that look like during a weekday? And so 
I said, okay, so what if Sedona goes to school three days a week and I have three days a week to work? What would that look like? And so what that meant is that my values immediately got transferred onto my calendar. So what that meant was once a week date night that is in our schedule for ever since she was nine months old, like once a week, at least me and my husband are together because quality time for us helps us maintain a healthy relationship. Immediately, my workout schedule, like, you know, at that point, it was like her morning naps were like my workout time. And so that went on my schedule. And then as far as the, you know, business and baby's time, it was like, okay, she'll go to school three days a week during these hours. That gives me about 30 hours a week to work. Now, what do I want to do? What do I want to do with those 30 hours so that I can do the best work that I'm here to do with the biggest impact and, you know, pairing with the financial rewards of that? How do I do that? And that's then how I structured a business plan from there on out. And I still refer back to that mompreneur mission statement a lot because nap times have changed. My energy levels have changed. I have tried shifting around her daycare schedule a couple times. She's still at this moment, still goes to daycare three days a week and she's three years old. So, you know, I still get that quality time with her. But I've had times where in seasons where I'm shifting, like, okay, she goes four days a week just for shorter days for a little while. But it always comes back to that. What is important for me right now in this particular season? And how does that show up on my calendar? Because our calendar is ultimately like where we spend our time, right? Right. I love that. And I love the like really specific intentionality behind it, I think is so, so important. And the scheduling aspect, like some, it's funny. I have people every once in a while, because I like schedules and organization and structure. And I'll have people say to me every once in a while, like, well, I wasn't really raised with a lot of structure and we don't have a lot of structure at our house. And like people who have like two or three kids and they're like, that's just not my style. And I'm like, I don't want this to sound judgy, but like you're doing your family a disservice if people don't know how and when to expect things. And you're creating probably confusion for your children. Like kids thrive in structure and kids yeah. want to know what's coming next. And so I think even if you weren't raised around that or you're more like, you know, I'm a fly by the seat of my pants kind of person, like be that way in some areas of your life, but also yes. like let the family know what to expect. And because I think with that structure comes so much freedom and so much yes. peace of mind and so oh. much energy. I mean, I think it's like an energy saver because you're not wasting energy by constantly having to shift, pivot, adjust, readjust, rejigger everything. Yeah. It's the same concept of meal planning, right? Like you meal plan, you spend a day or two out of the week, like prepping your meals for the week. Oh my gosh. How much time and energy does that save of not having to figure out like, what do I make tonight? And oh my gosh, I didn't thaw the meat or, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's like, oh my God, it's so easy. It's the same concept. I totally agree with that. Another piece of that is putting yourself in charge and taking responsibility for putting yourself in charge of your schedule rather than being proactive versus being reactive and responsive. And so I know even for me in the last few months, like I used to have on my schedule, you know, eight days a month that people could schedule interviews for the podcast. And now it's like, two days a month. <laughs> and so yeah. I'm like, people don't need to have eight days a month to have potential access to me because those eight days throw off my schedule and my energy. Like it makes way more sense for me to do that two days a month and do as many yep. as I can on two days rather than having, you know, eight days being a little bit more out of my control. And so yep. like taking responsibility for some of that structure so that I can be really proactive about like, I know on the second and fourth Thursday of the month, that's when I'm going to be recording my podcast. And that yep. for me, again, it comes back to like that frees up so much energy and mental space for me. Oh my gosh. And it makes you feel like you own your life. Yeah, really. Yeah. 
So I do a lot of, you know, training for the women entrepreneurs I work with who that's all about like once you come up with how many hours a week do you have to dedicate to work? And then how does that translate into what you're actually doing during that time? Like proactively blocking your time for the things that you want it to be for. So for example, right now in this particular season, my main model right now for Biz Women Rock is working with one-on-one clients. Well, Tuesdays and Thursdays are blocked off for one-on-one clients. And I actually have spots blocked off in the calendar for future clients. Like, hey, here's a spot for a dream client. Here's a spot Mm -hmm. for a dream client. So don't you know when somebody's like, I'm ready to work with you, Katie. I'm like, great. I have this spot open, this spot open, this spot open. Like, I'm not leaving it up to them to tell me what my schedule should be. I'm telling them, here's what I have open. And look, I've definitely had the times where it doesn't work for them. And then we figure something out. But like, I'm proactively saying, this is what I want my day to be like in accordance to the energy that I have on those days, much like, hey, I can be in high energy for a ton of interviews on two days a week versus like, you know, when are we going to do them? And then there's that back and forth time that you're spending on all that. Like, yeah, it's such a time saver. Right, right. So tell us about how your second pregnancy has rocked your world. And then how have like kind of the combination of motherhood in both pregnancies changed the scope of your business? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'll answer the first question first, because that's kind of a drama. It's a bit of a dramatic story. So we got pregnant in April of this year in 2018. And prior to being pregnant, you know, like we were open to having a baby, like we kind of stopped preventing, but like it wasn't anything formal, whatever. And business wise, I mean, I was in flow, girl. Like I was like, boom, I just had my biggest year yet. This year's looking to triple, like very realistically tripling my business. Yeah. And so like I had all of these awesome things that I was rolling out and like they were filling. Like I was rolling out masterminds. I was rolling out high-end masterminds. I was rolling out live events, online courses, like all of this stuff. And it was going. And and most importantly, I was really happy in that flow. And then April comes around and we found out we got pregnant. And while I was super happy, it took about three days for me to be like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) This kind of changes the plan for the year because, you know, she's coming in December. And so one of the programs that I had, I had three masterminds that were opening that would go from July to December. So I was like, well, that changes that thing right away. And then I had a high-end mastermind that was for the million-dollar-plus women that was already starting to fill and it was kicking off with a live event and then it would have lent itself to a one-year program with those ladies. Mm. And I was like, I cannot in good conscience go live with that program and know that I may or may not be available during a month to two to three months of this year. Like I can't do that. So all of that stuff started flooding to me when we found out we were pregnant. I was like, oh my God, this totally changes everything. And I kind of went into a really deep, dark place and I paused for six weeks. And a couple of things were happening at that time. Number one, hormones. Number two, I was nauseous as all get out, which was a big surprise to me because I didn't have that with my first girl. And then I was having all these like up and down emotions of like the what ifs and oh my, do I push through and really do this? Or do I just readjust what all those programs look like? Or do I just, I don't want to do it. Like, you know, there would be days I show up and I'm like, I'm done. I'm going to stay at home and be a mom. And that's what I'm going (laughs) to do. And so it was a really challenging time for me because the thing that I did is I forced myself to pause. I forced myself to not do anything and not make any big decisions. And that was a big challenge for me because I'm somebody who feels fulfilled when I'm on a path and I'm on a journey and I'm going and I'm achieving and I'm doing and I'm going towards something. Right. And so I kind of had to deal with this, all of this emotional unraveling 
of what am I now doing? Who am I now, now that this thing is coming in my life or this life change is coming? And so the way that it rocked me was that it forced me to be quiet, which had immediate impacts on my business, by the way, because I was not, you know, in a space where I was super in flow and showing up and happy to show up on social media and email and all of these ways. Like all of a sudden I was like, I don't feel like doing that. I'm (laughs) out. I'm done. Boom. Like, and I just had to accept like, Katie, it's okay. Like life doesn't end if you don't show up on a Facebook live today. Like it's okay. And so I had to talk myself through a lot of that stuff. And it was such a long time period of a six week pause that I was like, well, I've kind of completely been like I have exhausted the window of marketing for that particular program if it were even going to roll out. So that's kind of done. So within that time period, I just got really quiet and started asking myself, what is the right thing for me now? Who am I now? What season am I about to come into? And what path do I now want to follow? Do I want to just get out of first trimester, start feeling better and keep on rolling the plans that I had, or do I need to readjust? And what I came to during that quiet time was I wanted to readjust, not because I can't. I'm a big believer that I don't want to tell myself that I need to slow down because I have kids. Like I can have a growing business and kids all at the same time. And that's, by the way, a big mindset shift that I'm constantly working on. But when I kept coming down to like, what do I really want? It's the same thing. Like, what's my mompreneur mission statement right now? Like, I really do want the freedom to not have to show up if I don't want to over this next season of my life. And that might last, you know, three months. It might last a year. Like, I don't know. It might last two years. I don't know. But I want the freedom to not have to show up if I don't want to. And the business model that I had created was you need to show up because I'm Mm -hmm. marketing stuff, right? So with that in mind, one of the many things that came up during that time period was this idea of creating a meditation podcast for women. And I had had the idea back in January, just as a part of the whole big plan that I was planning, but I never did anything with it. It kind of fell off the map. During one of the walks during this six weeks of quiet time, my husband kind of reintroduced that idea and was like, what about that? That could seem a little bit more in line with where you're really going and who you've really evolved into and how you can still make a difference in this world with women. What about it? And so we just started over the next couple of weeks, we just started strategizing on like, what could that look like as a business, right? As like the next phase of my business. And it lent itself to a model that didn't require me to show up all the time. And so I was like, oh, all right. And so that's what got me then focused on, at least for now in the season of my life, pulling back from that tripling of business, doing it this way to literally for Biz Women Rock, just focusing on just my one-on-one coaching clients. Mm -hmm. And then for the Meditation for Women podcast and the whole Women's Meditation Network, allowing that to be something new that I really wanted to build out for this particular season of my life. And so, yeah, that was incredibly rocking and didn't not expected. But it's proven to be a little scary because it's a little unknown. And I totally walked away from something that was going to work and, you know, had like a good path. And again, I was in the cadence with how that worked for my family. And all of a sudden it shook up. So it's scary and it's invigorating in the same sense. And I know I'm on the right path. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? 
And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought provoking experts and friends at Mindful Mama. We know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. So this is so powerful in in a lot of different ways. And two things that I want to kind of go back and touch on. The first being that I think there's a perception that anyone that you see that you might put up on a little pedestal, and that might be someone who, you know, is the host of your favorite podcast. It might be the person on Instagram who has a ton of followers. It might be your favorite mom blog, whatever. But we assume that they are always in flow and in momentum and like living their most confident, best life and that they always know what the next step is and they never have any doubt. And that's all totally untrue. Totally (laughs) untrue. Totally untrue. And everything you said happens to like every single, I mean, I would say every single female entrepreneur, but and every single mom for sure. And we all have these moments where you're like, holy crap, where do I go from here? And how do I keep going? And what does this look like? And we have these moments where we have to really stop and reassess. And when you're in a place where you feel like you need to keep showing up for people, that's extremely hard and extremely frightening. Like it's terrifying Mm -hmm. to think (laughs) like, how can I have another baby and show up for that baby, but also show up and serve these women who I told I would be here to serve like for the rest of infinity, (laughs) you know? Right, right. One thing that I will say that having my first daughter taught me, though, was even though my business model wasn't as set back then, this was back in 2015, I had a very active Facebook group that's still super active. And I like kind of left that group for two, three months. Like I was sort of in there popping in here and out. People knew I had just had a baby. So there was a lot of forgiveness there. But there's this idea that like it's a bunch of BS that we're taught, which is like if you lose momentum, you can never get it back. And that's a bunch of BS because it took me once I got refocused and like resettled in, I came back into that group. And granted, I had to like work up and keep showing up to keep encouraging engagement and to raise that up because people were not used to hearing from me all the time. But like, oh, my gosh, my group has thrived since then and even more so. So, you know, I did know that I did know, like, Katie, you can go away for a little while and it's not the end of the world and you can come back and there's no maybe you've lost momentum, but you haven't lost it all. And it's totally okay. Right. Yes. And that brings me to my second point that you touched upon and a couple times. So when I was pregnant, I remember So my husband and I, this is like a long, boring story that I won't go into, but my husband and I have separate financial advisors because Mm -hmm. we're weird. Because we're weird. (laughs) I can understand that. Like I had someone from like before we were married and then he had his sister-in-law doing his stuff. And so we just kind of have both of them and they have different ways of working. And so we enjoy getting both of their perspectives. So anyways, when I was pregnant, my financial advisor and then my accountant both were like, well, now that you're pregnant and you'll be making less money this year. And I was like, whoa, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have you met me? (laughs) Was that a challenge? And that stood out to me so much. I was like, so first of all, I'm not making less money this year. Actually, this year that I'm having this baby, 2012, it's actually going to be my biggest year of business ever. 
And 2013 will be even bigger. And so this idea that like, and that wasn't because I was working more at all. I mean, I definitely, I took some time off, but I was so intentional about what that was going to look like, how it was going to kind of all play out, how I delegated stuff. So I was like, there's no need. And also there's nothing wrong if someone wanted to push pause and like not have any income during that time. But there's also, you can totally continue to grow and make more money. And so it doesn't have to be this like picking one or the other. And you already, you know, have so beautifully talked about this idea around like, okay, so now if I know that my work hours are going to be limited to this, or I only want to work for nine months this year instead of 12 or whatever, like this is how I'm going to be really intentional about that time that I'm choosing to work so that I can get the results that I want to get out of it. Totally. And so I think that like, there's nothing more motivating than someone telling you like, now that you're going to make less money because you're a mom. You're like, like, what? Mm-mm. Watch me. You, this is a constant conversation that happens in my head. You do not get to tell me what my life gets to be. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. See ya. So I get to tell me, I am the one who gets to create what my life gets to be. And so, you know, I will say for anyone who struggles with that, and by the way, this is not like, a, oh, snap your fingers and all of a sudden it's possible. Right. Like this is serious mindset work to do. And this happens in every aspect of motherhood. You know, I know we're talking about the combination of motherhood and business, but like in motherhood, especially it's like, don't let other people tell you what your experience as a mother gets to be. That's I'm sure that this is like the main driver behind being the shameless mom, which is like, no, you get to be the one to determine how you parent, what's important to you, what your family priorities are, what your values are. And I'll say, though, that it gets tough because you see other people who are, quote unquote, successful in doing this motherhood thing so well that you look up to or doing the business thing so well or the combination of the two so well. And they're doing it perfectly. So that's how you should be doing it. And it comes back to really just this is why I love the mompreneur mission statement, really asking what's right for me. Right. What is right for my family? What are my values? And, you know, it gets challenging. I have a really good friend of mine who her oldest, I think, is nine, I want to say. So she has like a nine, a six and a four year old. And girl, like with all of her kids, she was a stay at home mom, a full time mom for all of her kids until they started going to school. And within that time, over these eight or nine years, she has built a multimillion dollar company in during mornings nap times and night times. Right. And I'm just like, it is so easy for me to get in the space of, oh man, but she's done this without taking her kid to daycare. And she's done this without, (laughs) I could totally do that. But I'm like, you know what, Katie, like my life is different and what I value is different and how I show up is different. And that's okay. Like I get to create what that looks like for me. That's such a great segue to the next thing I want to talk about, which is mom guilt. And I think that we're like programmed that we have to have mom guilt or that we should have mom guilt or whatever. And there's definitely a lot of things that I don't have mom guilt about. And putting my kid in full-time childcare when he was two years old was one of those things where I was like, I was worried about what that transition would look like. And I was worried it would be hard on him, but I didn't at all feel like guilty about choosing work over my kid. And I know that you are really intentional about how you conscientiously choose to not own mom guilt. And so talk about how you proactively stay away from it and also how you're really intentional with your language around that concept as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it was before I became a mom that I was just in the space of being around other moms that I just heard that, oh, that's the mom guilt. Oh, that's the mom guilt. And I should say, as you are probably hearing from me, I am a big believer that I'm a little bit of a rebel in this case. Like I don't want to just buy into the rhetoric of what's normal. And I have 
at this point. I am 39 years old right now. I have decades of practicing this. So before I became a mom, I was like, I'm not going to buy into that. Like, but I was a newbie. Like there was no way I knew what that might feel like. So when that does come up for me, that there's a feeling that comes up where you're like, oh, is this the right thing to do? You know, maybe there's some of like, what are other people doing versus what I'm doing? Or is this sort of the norm? Is it not? Does that look bad or does that feel bad if I'm prioritizing this over this? Like it's all of those things really balled into one. I call that the pull. And I'm very intentional with labeling it with a word that it is not mom guilt because I don't want to call it mom guilt because I don't want to feel guilty. I want to feel like I'm thriving in all of these parts of my life. So I call it the pull and here's when I experience it. It's 4.30, you know, in the afternoon on a Monday, Tuesday or Thursday, which is when Sedona goes to daycare. And I'm like, oh, she's been there since 9.30. Like, you know, she needs to be home. Like, it's time for family time, right? And I still want to do an hour of work. Like, I genuinely have, like, it's not that I have to do it. Like, I want to do this work. This is exciting work for me to do. And I'm not done yet, right? I'm not out of flow yet. That's when I feel the pull of like, oh, I want to have both. I want to be the mom. I want her to have that quality time. And I want to be the business owner who thrives in that moment. And it's worth noting, by the way, as a side note, that I don't do well when both of those things have to occur at the same time, which is why I really, yeah, like I'm not good at multitasking. Yeah, Uh, like recording a podcast while your child plays Legos next to you. Not so much. No, that's just not because I feel like I suck at both. right? Right, right. So I call those moments that I feel the pull when I feel like I should be doing one thing, but I really want to be doing another Mm. or I should be doing both at the same time. And so what I do is I just kind of identify it and I allow myself to make a decision that's right for me in that moment. There's no standard I have. There's no like, oh, well, it always has to be this way. You know, so there are times when I'll be like, I'm done. Like, I'm going to go pick her up and that's going to be the thing. Or I will stay in my work until five or five 30. And I'll just, you know, on some of those times to kind of give me a medium ground, I'll ask my husband to go pick her up so I can save a little bit of time and do a little bit more. But, you know, in those moments, it's like, Katie, she's going to be fine. If she comes home at five 30, it's okay. You know, like life doesn't end if she gets home at six o'clock. Oh my gosh. Like it's, (laughs) You know, but like I keep track of that stuff, too. Like I have probably the subconscious thing going on, which is like, well, how much did I spend enough quality time with her this week? And I guess that's kind of how I look at it. Like I live by the 80-20 rule and just about everything in my life. So it's like over the course of a week, did I feel like I got the quality time that is important to me with my kid? Did I feel like I got the quality time with my business, with my husband? And I will say that there are weeks that she goes into school five days a week because my business dictates that that's the priority for the week and that's okay. And we get to Friday and I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm ready for time with this girl. And I'm so relieved that I'm going back to three days a week next week. right? Right. And that's okay. So like, I don't hold myself to any standard of needing to do it perfectly all the time. And just literally by calling it the pull, I can recognize that kind of juxtaposition that's happening inside of me and make a decision that's right for me in the moment. I love it. And I have to share something funny that's been happening over at my house recently. So one of the ways I've tried to build in quality time as the control freak that I am. So Vinny went to preschool across the street from our house and now his mm-hmm. kindergarten is like four blocks away. So I thought <gasps> oh for sure, gosh. which is like, and we have to be there an hour <laughs> earlier in the morning. So like, it's been, it's a lot to manage every morning, but I thought like, we're going to get in the habit of walking. We're not going to drive because that'll be our quality time. And oh, we'll like have these amazing, you know, thoughtful conversations on the way to and from school and blah, blah, blah. So I have this all like totally 
idealized in my head and how the sun will be just rising while we're walking down the street. <laughs> oh my God. The other morning we get to the playground after walking our four blocks walk, Vinny had cried the whole walk. And I oh see another God. one of my good friends. Her son is also in kindergarten. And she's like, are you guys okay? And I'm like, yeah. So I think we're done walking to school. <laughs> and, but I was thinking about it on the walk home. And I was thinking... Here I am like trying to manage like this is our quality time, damn it. Like you need to be in a good mood because this is where we are going to share our deepest secrets with each other and bond for life. And he's just like crying the whole way and I'm dragging him down the street. Oh my gosh. So and that's reality. You totally. Know? Like you plan for like this is where we're going to have like our quality time for the week. And then the kid's like, actually, it's not. <laughs> Well, and the way that I look at it is, again, being really intentional with your time and your decisions is like, okay, so if I had this rule that like I have to stop work at four o'clock every single right. you know time just to get her so we have this quality time at 4 30 but my head is still in my work right right like what service am I really doing her like I'm not really being there and present with her and believe me I've done it like I do not do this thing perfectly by any means like right. there are times when I make the decision and it's the wrong one and I'm like shit my brain is still over there you know right. and I'm still trying to be on my phone while she's watching tv and like okay so yeah. I just kind of yeah like all of this stuff I think the core thing about business and most definitely mommyhood is Everything is always malleable. It's always shifting. It's always changing. I am a big believer in scheduling and sort of regularity and things always change. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk a little bit about turning struggles into strengths, which is like something I'm super into right now and something I see moms do, like whether we're conscious of it or not. I think it's something that we do a lot. How can mompreneurs turn their struggles into strengths? And maybe if you have an example of how you've done that. Oh, my goodness. Well, the immediate thought that comes to my head is sharing it. Yes. But this is totally in line with my personality. So my personality is very much like I never like to sit here and pretend that I'm the expert and that everyone needs to follow exactly how I do. Like, I'm an example. Like, I'm just like, I'm just one of you. Like, I'm in this game. And so the way that I turn struggle into strength is that I share very openly about the struggle and share what lesson I might have learned from it so that it gives strength to others. I'm really big on that because, you know, like I had just had this post on social media the other day about, you know, showcasing my belly at seven months pregnant and being really honest about the fact of like, you know, there are times I look down and I totally forgot that I'm pregnant because I am so busy with a toddler and with this new business concept and with, you know, maintaining and even growing my current business. Like there's a lot of stuff going on and I'm not going to feel shameful about that. But in the same sense, I was like, man, like, I really am so invigorated by all the work that I'm doing right now that, you know, there's a part of me that gets angry when I get need to get pulled away from the work because I'm really loving it in this season of my life. And there's this thing of me knowing like I'm about to enter a season where that's, you know, like it's short term season where it's all going to be about the baby and my daughter and my toddler and so like, how do I manage that? Like, there's a little bit of fear in me. So like, for me, the struggles into strength is like, that's what I'm struggling with right now. Like, how do I turn this very driven person? How do I slow her down? Because I don't want to slow down. Yeah. And I'm required to slow down here in a little bit. So like, how do I slow her down? So my version of that is just share about that very authentically. Mm -hmm. Because just in the sharing that gives me strength. And it reminds me that other people go through that. And it reminds them that they're not the only one either. So there's like this common... I call it this underground community of women who are just like, got each other's back. 
facts, you know, and I feel like moms are like that. Like, we got you, girl. We got you. Totally get it. I got so many responses on that. Like, yep, been there, done that. Totally got it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I saw that post and I loved it. And I loved, I think the terminology that you used was like, this pregnancy is kind of happening in the background. And I think that in a first pregnancy, it's like, it is all you can think like it's so consuming and it's so exciting and every milestone is like oh no it's you know it's the size of a kiwi yeah. and then a cucumber <laughs> and then a grapefruit <laughs> and then a cantaloupe and i've heard from some time i'm like not even checking my right app. and people will tell me they're like maybe i'm somewhere between like 20 and 30 weeks and i have no <laughs> idea what fruit size it is <laughs> you know <laughs> i think that that kind of vulnerability is so important and i think what happens when you are in that place of like panicking, freaking out, whatever, just like feeling nervous about a transition and being open about it. I think that provides strength to other moms. And I think that that is absolutely what helps us like build the kind of like you referenced the underground movement of connection where we can be like, this is what it really is. Like, this is what it really is. It's not like the weekly bump pics on Instagram that have been heavily filtered and all that. Like what it really (laughs) is, is like, oh, you know what? I actually forgot I was pregnant for the last six weeks because life is so crazy. Yeah. And you know, if that's not your personality, if you're not that person to share publicly like that, the same concept is true just in your inner circle of friends. Like, and I absolutely have this, like I have a friend who I will, you know, vox or invent to quite often about like this position I'm in right now and just sharing it with her. She reflects back to me like, Oh girl, I totally went through that. Or I gotcha. You know, you're cool. Or at the very least, if she can't really identify, it's like, you're still amazing, Katie. You're all good. So like it's shared, you know, like all of a sudden it's not my burden and it can become a strength because you realize that you're not alone, you know? Right, right. It makes all the difference. Okay, so final question. In what ways are you a shameless mom? Oh, I mean, you've given um, us quite a few yeah. examples, but... <laughs> I'll give you a couple of very specific examples. My daughter's loud. My daughter, if you have any idea, a concept of what personality she might have taken from me... <laughs> um, <laughs> She is very unapologetically herself and obviously as a three-year-old, like that's kind of the space that they're in anyway. But, you know, when we're in the grocery store, this is one great example. I like the fact that she's loud, that she's singing, that mommy, you know, like, can I have a banana? Okay. Like there's this level of noise that I don't mind at all. Like I'm not embarrassed about it in public because I want her to be expressive. I don't want her to shrink in public, you know? And so shamelessly, I'm just like, yeah, cool. Let's sing it up, girl. Like, cool. Let's dance in the store. Like, I just have no concept of like what she should be acting like in the store. Now, granted, there have been the tantrums and I get that there is a point at which that that's too much, you know, in the not behaving very well and being a jerk kind of a way. But in the space of her just being herself, I do everything I can to let her do that no matter where we are. I think that's so powerful because all of us as moms, I think can like feel our nerves clenching a little bit, you know, like Ah. (laughs) I don't want to be in this moment right now, but also I'm going to let my kid be in this moment right now. That's hard. Again, there's that distinction between, is this a freaking tantrum? Is like, is she going off the edge? But that's not the times I'm talking about. It's the times when she's just, she's loud and she's vibrant and she's, you know, like she's just being herself. Like yeah. I'm not going to make her shrink that in public. Right. Like, and I'm loud with her because as you could tell, I'm a loud person. <laughs> so, you know, like, and I don't have any sense of like, what is the ideal like volume I should be in the grocery store? Like, right. obviously if we're in the library, that's a little bit different, but like, you know, it's like places like that. Like, let her be loud, let her be yourself, let her be vibrant. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So good. Okay. So Katie, tell everyone where they can find you, where they can connect with you and just see all the great things that you're doing in the world. 
Yeah. So probably the best and most general way to connect with me is through Facebook. That's probably where I'm most active, just Katie Kermitzos. And if you happen to be an entrepreneurial mom as well, you're more than welcome to connect with me via my bizwomenrock.com business. And I actually have a private group filled with over 5,100 amazing women entrepreneurs. Many of them are moms in there. And that's at bizwomenrock.com forward slash group. And just, yeah, pretty much via Facebook and Instagram is where you'll find me. Awesome. Okay. I will have all that linked up in the show notes so that people can find you right away. And thank you. Thank you so much for being here. This is so great and so fun. And I like beyond delighted that we've gotten to connect so much in the last week or so. And I want to do more of that. So yeah, it's because you were shameless and sweaty and walked up to me. So that's all. That's obviously the main takeaway from today that when it. you are shameless and sweaty, you do go make new friends. <laughs> Sarah, thank you so much. It has been such an honor to be here. I really oh, appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? 
play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.